Welcome back, everybody, to episode 19 of the No Means No Thing, No Means Nothing podcast. Legal to drink in the rest of Canada. That's right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, you know the drill. Listen, if you're still listening, if you've made it this far in the podcast, you're either, I don't know, completely fucking crazy or you're as Mm. fanatical about this band as we are. Or Mm -hmm. for some reason, you just like hearing the three of us talk. So here you are. You know the drill. We're trying to find the best No Means No song of all time. And listen, we know that's a fool's errand. It's not real, but we're going to do it anyway. And uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe we really find, we'll find the best one. But uh, we're really glad that you're here again with us. And I'm your host, one of your hosts, Jordan. I'm Matthew. Hi, everybody. And I'm Mrs. Guinness. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Guinness Michelle. That's right. So the three of us are in your ears, set to yammer over some really spectacular songs this week. But before we get to the music, it's that time to see what you're drinking. Michelle, let's go with you first. I was oh, I think drink. I gave a big clue, didn't I? I think you did. Oh. <laughs> After a couple of weeks of that Irish death, it's good Irish to see spring. the... Irish uh, spring. There's my the Irish spring. Diddly yep. Oh, that's Irish. A, oh, man. Oh, oh. What? Are you okay? I know that poor, that's Are you okay? snap open and poor. I don't know. Am I? <laughs> I don't think so. Not after that. Well, then you get to watch the cascading part, which is the best. Look, you can oh, see it. Oh, so totally. Look at the video. It's so pretty. I'm sorry. Listen, someday we'll have video of this, and that will be a highlight of it. And uh, I'm being very predictable. I got quite a bit in there this time. We'll see yeah. if I drink it all. Oh. Unfortunately, I'm almost done with this bottle. So I don't know what I'm going to fucking do after that, because I probably won't get another bottle of Marniac. So we'll see. I maybe have a couple what? more episodes. Why? What? I'll yeah, send you one. Because maybe I'll just mix it up. I could buy my own bottle of Marniac. Oh. Just, maybe I want to mix it up a little. You got to save it to save the bottle. Has this been the same bottle the whole time we've been recording this podcast? The whole time we've been recording this podcast, it's the same fucking bottle. Can you believe it? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. What is it? A well, 1.5 You're not an liter? alcoholic at all. I don't. I don't. I, I like to smoke weed, which I do frequently, but I do not hardly ever drink alcohol. This is actually kind of the only time all week that I drink any alcohol. Yeah. That's me. Wow. So, yeah, I'm no Puritan. I just like being high more than being It's a drunk. special. Right, mm. right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, which now I feel f- comfortable to say because I live in California. So fuck you, Fed. Yeah, whatever. Uh, all right. Yeah. Now we go to uh, the roulette wheel and we mm-hmm. see what Matthew's got for us tonight. You know what I have is a functional fridge. Um, oh boy, yeah. nice! Wow, that that just sounds like a good That's, drink. Yeah, I, I don't know what uh, I don't know what if I told you guys that um, our fridge has been on the blank for it's yeah. it's seriously about eight months. We've had everything Jesus. that in it that fixed that can be fixed, and if it doesn't work, we're going to have to get rid of it uh, after all that. Well, anyway, yeah, I'd say so. Yes, for essentials like. Um, you know, your, your mayonnaise and your cheese and stuff. I actually went and bought a mini fridge for a hundred bucks. So now I have a beer fridge, which will be here in the garage with me. Fuck and yeah. uh, not um, an issue to ha- not have cold beers anymore. But these ones are cold. Um, I have four. Uh, four? four. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, I had two. And then uh, I'm I'm currently cat sitting. I'm feeding my neighbor's cat for him. And he uh, he left me some some more. And I love it when he does that because uh, he buys buys me things I might not buy for myself. Hey, um, that's cool. I've yeah. seen what you buy for yourself. So I'm really anxious to know what you wouldn't buy for yourself. Right. Or what he thinks you would like. I'd like to yeah, know right. that. Yeah. 
Um, he tends to get me a little bit. He knows I don't like the super hoppy stuff, but he he's trying to convert me. Um, so uh, <laughs> this one is a very traditional from Daggerad in Burnaby, BC. Um, it is a Daggerad white. It is a Vit beer with sumac, grains of paradise, and orange peel. All right. What's a, what was wow. it called? Again? Uh, Daggerad white. Okay, Daggerad white. Yeah. Like I've, I already, fruit. I've already lost track of everything you just said, so I'm not sure that one's going to stick. In well, my normally, so. normally, uh, um, has coriander. I think uh, Vit beer tends to have coriander and is eaten with an orange slice or drank with an orange slice. Uh, but this has sumac, which is a sort of tart thing. Uh, grains of paradise, which is kind of like pepper, and uh, orange peel. Grains um, of paradise. It's, that's the actual <laughs> name of the thing. So okay. again, from uh, Daggerad. <laughs> Brewery, uh, the Maroc, Belgian style blonde ale, another light one with pomegranate juice, lemon juice, and spices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's slightly um, interesting. I like that. Slightly. One. That's, that would be my choice so far for myself. I don't know. I want you to drink it though. Let's see. I've got the uh, from Tofino Brewing, the Tough Session Ale. So I think it's just a pretty standard beery Tough beer. Tough guy. Yeah, no, it's, it's, a, right it's sort of a surfer beer from Tofino, British Columbia. Uh, and uh, Red Collar Brewing. Uh, I'm not sure where they're from. Uh, they're local as well, though. And Piston 42 Black IPA. Oh, it got, that's it got, probably got, sorry, got a got, lot of alcohol yeah, in it. I got, got the bl- Piston uh, by 42 Guys? <laughs> no, yeah. no. No, no. Oh, we haven't Wait, released so that. Yeah. Our, strong our, strong our beer. In- how strong is it? Are any of the labels interesting? You normally you're showing us cool labels. I'm assuming all these are oh, more workhorse labels. It's uh, not very. It's black on black, okay. so it's kind of hard to see it. Six uh, percent should be red on red. All right. Sorry. Red on red. You've got me. Sorry. Or something dark me. against something light. Five um, <laughs> percent. Oh. Season's got a surfboard because of a uh, very bog standard yeah, Tofino thing. Right out. Yeah. You're not no beach boy. No beach no, boy. Disqualified. Dagger. I've seen Nomi's Snow in Tofino, though. Um, Tagarad White. And what label does that remind me of? What does that look at? What, what is that? Dagarad Maroc. That looks like I'm a Campbell's soup. I'm going with that. The first one that you just showed us just now. The, the black. The black label. That okay. would be my choice. This one. The Piston Forty Two. Yeah. P- yeah. Just because I like. I like. I like jokes. He likes piss. About forty-two guys pissing in your beer. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That is the level of my maturity. All right, well, we're going to wait for uh, Matthew to crack it open. Tell us how it tastes. Uh, That's Mm -hmm. everyone's cue to do the same. I want you to crack open what you got. Uh, Kick back in front of the fire, in front of the TV, in (laughs) front of your little phone when you're in the bathroom. You're probably listening to this in the bathroom, on the toilet. Listen, there's one of you right now I know is doing that. So I'm speaking to you. Pinch it a your. You have your little earbuds in on the fucking John. Have a good You're taking one. the Browns to the Super Bowl. Hopefully you don't have... So actually, maybe somewhere there's... Oh, my God. Maybe there's somebody who has a beer and is on the toilet. That's my holy grail. Oh, that's kind of disturbing. Yeah. Mm. All right. How's it taste? Oh, I haven't... Okay, take take okay. a sip. Can't start with it until you take a sip. Fucking A. All right. Cheers. Let's uh, let's cheers, everybody. That's oh, he's nice. chewing. That's he's chewing. Nice. It's he's not a super it. chewy one, though. Oh, cheers. But right. you did chew cheers. it. Are you doing like that? Yes. Cheers. Hello. Yes. All right. <laughs> Let's uh, let's quit fucking around and get down to business because holy shit, we got some business. Oh, it's tough, a hard one. I didn't like this, it. This it's is bad. Daddy, do not like it. No, no, no. This was hard 
folks, this is what we have to choose today. Don't you're not you don't envy us. Some of you will hate us, maybe. I don't know. We'll see at the end. We've got fucking hell. Okay, cats, sets it. <laughs> Take three. Cats, sex, and Nazis off of Why Do They Call Me Mr. Happy, 1993. And so. also twice on zero plus two equals one and a half. A so caps, studio. Caps, sex, it sets, and, and nerp souls? What? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's twice on zero plus two equals one and a half. One is a demo version. Okay, that's going up against the jungle off of Worldhood of the World as such. 1995. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Yes. So we're going to talk about this a little bit. Um, first up on that is going to be Michelle. But before we uh, start ripping into the heart, because we all like the heart the best. Heart the best, yes. The let's, the uh, best. let's hear a little bit of this. Cats, sex, and Nazis. That's why they call me Mr. Happy. Are you a believer? Well, I'm a deceiver. But I lied when I said that honesty was dead. I really believe all the things I say to you. It's just that none of them are true. Zombies eat human flesh. Which parts you like the best? I like the heart the best. It's because my love is true. Oh, because my feelings All right, Michelle. are alive. You're up. You know, I want to hear a little bit of it. Can you make that happen? Because I'll tell you, I'll get extra inspired. I, but I since can't, I can't hear it, I, I, I won't hear it. All right, let me get at it. Ha ha, the price is right on the stage with Faith No More. Can we talk about those little weird things that are interjected into there? With a lot of interjections. Yeah. Not sure what the other things are. A marching band, some movie bits. I'm not sure. Accents are on the N1, N2, N3, N4. I think that's the way it's going. N1, N2, N3, N4. It creates the slog that underlies the show Rob's putting on. This reminds me of the times when we've equated Rob's to being some fucked up circus ringmaster. The horn-filled zombies eat human flesh is fantastic. And my favorite bits are when John pipes up with Oz, laughs, or goes, oops. Not sure the context of picking cats, sex, and Nazis and zombies. Maybe it was some terrifically weird bad dream or something. One of my favorite parts is at the end with Rob asking, do you know why they call me Mr. Happy? And Andy, I think, I think that's him says like a totally ultra board no I, 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 I can't i can't do it right no nobody can nobody yeah, yeah. can no one of a kind and then even better does you guys why they call me mr happy no <laughs> really I hilarious so <laughs> i don't i don't think so rob that's that's a, that's great too i didn't listen to that version with that one on but i do like that and i think that's john saying that anyways this song is hilarious and gloriously strange and cool. All right. Nice. 
There it is. Matthew. You know, um, I, I forgot to do this in the in the preamble. Uh, so I'm just going to do it now because uh, I just discovered today that uh, Lyle's Place, uh, which is... Yes. Know, basically, yes. It's, it's the... it's the th- There would have been no... Or the indie scene in Victoria wouldn't have been the same without this record store. Oh, uh, right. So I'm glad you. I'm glad you're doing this. this closing awesome. their doors after 40 years. Uh, mm-hmm. I spent so much time and money in there. I even worked there for a short time. Wow. Um, so it's it's Victoria's Amoeba Records. Um, it uh, it did the job, and a lot of people uh, went through there. They were very supportive to local talent, and I just want to say um, thanks to Rod Lyle and uh, your incredible staff, most of whom were with you, or many of whom were with you through a long, long, uh, long tenure on Yates Street in Victoria, not far from the corner of Douglas and Yates. And uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Haven't been there in in a long time, but uh, cheers, big ears. Well, well played. Raise your glass now, Matthew, your your bottle. Uh, Sorry, just off off camera. I know, I know. Cheers to Lyle's. Yeah. All right. So, cat sex and Nazis. Um, yeah, they were having fun in the studio. I think, like, um, because they sort of had to reconstruct that album, being the first one where, or the first one since Mama, where they were um, kind of building things to just the two of them. Uh, so many samples, which is is kind of interesting. You're right. Um, the Pink Panther and the na 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 na. Reference. Um, I think there's a resident sample. Um, there's Faith and More, of course. Um, right at the end, there's uh, Smoke on the Water. Um, I think yeah. there's even a little piece of one of their own songs. I Am Wrong is in there somewhere. Hmm. Um, extremely quotable song. Um, yeah, so many incredible lines. Um, it's sort of in the same vein as, uh, in some ways, as uh, every day I start to ooze only with a little bit more uh, identifiable right. <laughs> coherency in terms of. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a song to me about the, the the emptiness of truth, that there is no truth, and as truth as truth as an entity is uh, is hollow. Uh, you look at me, and there's nothing to see. Uh, I, I think it could also be interpreted as a song about, or these days anyway, a song about the media um, that people are just happy when they're entertained or titillated, uh, but there's really nothing, nothing there a lot of the time. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, so many great lines, hopelessly lost in their bitterness. Ah, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I love the alternation of everything I say is a lie versus everything I see is a lie. Because yes. everything Thank I say is out. a lie. It's like, so he is affecting others. But everything I see is a lie. He's affected by others. So he himself or the, the protagonist is swimming in this miasma of lies just as he is producing lies. Uh, and that uh, truth and lies are just a matter of perspective, maybe. I don't know. Um for, for me, it's it's kind of less of a song than a story. It kind of right. Uh, yeah, I think Michelle, you said lurching. It it does it does lurch. I don't know if I said that. something like lurch. Yeah, yeah or chugging or Just something. Slog. It's, I said slog. slog. Sure, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Slogging, lurching. Um, yeah, yeah. Kind of goes from part to part, and um, mm-hmm. even the zombies eat huge human flesh with the little horn hits and everything like that. It seems like it's kind of dragging in the mud. Um, at the same time as it's trying to sort of reach for something a little more shiny and glorious. Um, 
but uh, yeah, the interjections are, are interesting. They're different slightly on uh, the three different versions. So the three different versions is like a demo version for the album. And then there's a mostly completed one where the samples are kind of the same, almost the same as on the album version. Um, for me, the samples are uh, a little jarring here and there. It doesn't seem all that no means no-ish to me. It seems like they're just yeah, sort of it's have- like beastie boyish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it seems right? like they're, they're having a lot of fun. It's very cool, but uh, it it's, uh, doesn't seem all that no means no-ish to me in some ways. Um, interestingly, this is the last song on this album, and uh, Jungle is the last song on Worldhood, which is kind of, if you compare the two <laughs> endings of albums, uh, I think you're going to have to talk about that. This has yep. a kind of a messy ending. It's definitely on purpose, where they're, um, you know, the smoke on the water bit uh, sort of, uh, close and far uh, interjections. Um, I've come to work and I brought my lunch. <laughs> that's a <laughs> reference. That's that's got to be a reference to um, uh, what's the second song on, or third song on Wrong that ends with like I've uh, I need lunch me now. Oh, where's yeah, brainless where's wonder. my lunch? Oh, that's right? uh, it's uh, like I, yeah. I think it's a nod to brainless wonder. Like shit, nope, this time I brought called? my lunch. Uh, yeah. Although it's what probably the hell a reference song to is something else. It's Shame a brainless wonder. Yeah, 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 yep, yep, yep. Matthew yep. pulled it out. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's uh, in some ways, um, the the different parts of the song uh, are difficult to connect for me. In some ways, um, how it really they're sort of pulling random bits, and I think that's the point. But uh, it is like uh, the chorus near the end where he's like, "Hey, hey, hey!" Like a dance song. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. the The whole thing it is, is hilarious. Funny. It is yeah. hilarious. But then, um, the the song Ooh, itself, the structure of the song itself, or the feel of the song itself, reminds me of a line from the Wasteland by Yeats, uh, slouching towards Bethlehem to be born. It's just this Ooh, sham- shambling monster of a song <laughs> that is uh, going somewhere, um, but uh, not sure where it goes. I love the uh, pick slide downward, uh, which isn't in oh, yeah, the two yeah. demo versions when he says yeah. bowels. Because how I would like the uh, the onomatopoeia that I would describe that pick slide is bow. <laughs> <For me. laughs> so it very much sounds like you know the twisting guts and um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, the uh, I like the heart the best and zombies eat human flesh. Is it's very yeah. It's it's interesting. It's like a march, but yeah, yeah. yeah again, dragging in the mud. Like uh, m- maybe like almost like the Michael Jackson thriller video where they're, you know, oh, kind the of dance? throwing their arms in the air, but they're oh still God. dragging their feet. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's the best part of that video, man. Totally, I love it. Totally. Yeah. Um, interestingly, the, um, I liked one aspect of the demo version more than the other two versions where um, the, the playing itself was much more staccato, or at least mm. there was, um, do, 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 Yeah. It was much different. Dun, 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 dun. It's it's it doesn't carry on between uh, between notes, um, and I kind of wish right. there had been a little bit more of that in the um, in the song itself. Um, it's a lot of song for sure. Um, yeah, I guess that's uh, pretty much all I have to say about it. If unless anybody can identify any of the other samples, I know that I remember reading somewhere that the the title itself is a reference to a movie, but I forget what it was. Oh, see, I wanted to know that. I was yeah. like, what what the hell's with these three things? Yeah, but yeah, yeah very I, I, quotable, quotable song. There's some right. prices right going on in there. You do hear um, there that, must right? Be. There must okay, be. okay, so okay. Much. That's prices right, guy. Yeah, 
so so buckle up, right? I've I've got a mountain of bullshit to say about the song. I'm sure none of it is true. Let's open um, wide for Jordan's bullshit. And open wide for Jordan's <laughs> bullshit. But um, buck, these are buck, these buck, buck, buck. these are thoughts I've had about this song for for a long time. Kind of maybe almost since first hearing it. So this is the this is the interpretation that's stuck in my head, and I can't get it unglued. And I'm sure it's all bullshit, but I'm going to run with it because that's what we're doing, right? One of the right. things that I that I loved though that I discovered this time listening to the demo is what I'm hoping is an inside joke, but probably not. But it, it's really fucking funny. It's an inside joke to me. At the very end of the demo version, Andy goes, "Can I have your autograph, Mister Donahue?" And made me wonder: Was that because so many of us always make jokes about how Rob looks like uh, Phil Donahue? <laughs> and do people ever like ask Rob for his autograph because <laughs> he looks like shit. Phil Donahue? And so it's I like, never Andy heard going, that like, before. Yeah, it's like, oh, can I have your autograph, Mister Donahue? So I thought that was fucking. I guess nice. he never does heard that look before. like Phil Donahue with, with some totally thick glasses like, and a more helmety haircut. Then yeah, I've he looks never like thought Phil about that. He totally looks like three Don- Phil Donahue. So I you're love on the, collar. I love these. Um, I love these three versions. They're they're all. I mean, they're sort of similar. I love the messiness of the demo. How the the you know they didn't they didn't have the the cadence of the of the. Um, the samples in there the same way they're just messier more interjected they're clearly having a huge fucking time a fun time with it mm-hmm. this song to me i to, and then again caveat just for me is their most meta song i think to me this wait is well, i don't song, know what that word means and means, i don't I have any shame song, in asking i think it's a song where rob is talking to us about how we listen to the music mm-hmm. i think it's rob talking about how we read too much into what he says and try to make try to try to believe that everything he says he actually believes and like how nihilistic sometimes or dark the lyrics can be is that who he really is and it's a way of sort of as an artist stepping back and saying no there's a distance between me and the in the art you know it's uh i really believe all the things i say to you it's just that none of them are true right like don't i it's i'm earnest but at the same time don't fucking you know don't try to don't try to pin all this shit on me it's my art yeah, there's it's so such much a- there's so much in the song that it all fits in that way for me. It, it's that, such an anti-climax. About, <laughs> sort it's, of, but it's also like a brilliant sort of like statement by an artist who is so intensely personal in what he writes, but so dark to also say, yeah, but you know what? Fuck you. I mean, the whole thing of like, are you getting all of this? Are you getting all of this? Or is there something you've missed? Right? Like he's, he's just fucking, I feel like an idiot even talking about the song because he's telling yeah, me because you're doing exa- it exactly in the yeah. song. Right. Don't so it's like, what no, no, says. But, but fuck you, Rob. I'm just going to do it anyway. Um, right, right, yeah, no, right. I, I'm so fucking smart. It's such a dumb answer, but it's so great because <laughs> yeah, in a way yeah. it's like, he, it's so sarcastic, right? Yeah, that yeah. feeling of like the burden Bam. of being really fucking smart. It it's makes dismissive. You, it's dismissive, exactly. Yeah, it, yeah. It's fucking great. And the cat sets and noxy things that that line, which is probably from a movie, but it can have what like I you I could read other things into it, and and I do because that's what my fucking brain does, right? So first of all, I think he predicted the fucking internet. This was pre-internet that this came out, but that's that's the internet. It's cats, sex, yep. and Nazis. <laughs> sure, those are the fucking things shit on the internet. On a stick. And and in that vein, I think it's a perfect distillation of. The th- the things that humans get obsessed about. You've got cats, which are wholesome yeah. and sort of 
unassailable mostly. You've got sex, which goes either way. It could be either wonderful or fucking horrible. And then you've got Nazis, which are the worst fucking thing. But people get obsessed about all three of those things. And he encompasses the full range of what humanity gets obsessed by in three fucking weird little terms. Cat sets and Nazis. And then he starts talking about, you know, zombies eat human flesh. He's the zombie. He talks about being a zombie and he likes to heart the best. Again, in this parasocial way, I think he's trying to say, I like to fucking talk. About, I, I'm a heart centered person. Yeah, as much I as I may be this, I may be this <laughs> mental guy who's talking about all this shit, but I like the heart the best, man. Don't like, like the brain. The the best. Yeah. He he's likes a ringmaster. He's a um, fucking ringmaster. Rest, yeah. Master. Yeah. And um, one of my, you know, I, I always, this is one of my ticks now, my uh, Rob's, uh, my, Rob's lyric fuck ups. So in every version, they say the ability to kill with a look in your eye. That's what they say. But in the lyric sheet, he writes, kill with a look of your eye, which is oh. totally different. That's an entirely different meaning to say to kill with a look of your eye than to kill with a look You'd in your eye. You'd be a good lawyer. You know that? You would but be in all really three of the lawyer. versions, he does say in. I always thought, like, did he just sing it wrong once or which way did he mean it? But I think he meant in and just wrote it wrong. I don't know. But um, it's really interesting. I, I, I like those little. And then Peter little... Gabriel made a really good song about that. And. Yeah, I just I and, and I want to talk about this when we get to the jungle, because I think these are both meta songs. These are songs about, in my view, songs about his songwriting, yep. songs about what yes. music means to him. But this is the intellectual side. This is the don't fucking take what I take what I say too seriously. On the other hand, I'm very serious about what I say. And it also has those real what I love about them, how they lift up the broken. There's a lot of lines in here about, you know. I'm I'm gonna raise my glass to all the beauty I see, the 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 um all those whose souls are the ugliest, right? Like don't fucking hide the parts of you that are dark. Bring them up. Like let's let's not fucking stick that stuff too far down under the surface. You gotta wow. own it. You gotta bring it up. And he's a genius at doing that. And 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 I think he does that really, really well in the song. I'm sort of scanning through my notes because I know there's other shit I wanted to say, and I don't wanna get off of this one and go like, fuck, I forgot to say, but I think I mean I think I got most of it. But I I, yeah, I can't not hear this song as a parasocial song, a song about Rob's relationship with his art and his audience. Hmm. And I love it. I'm fucking here for it. I think it's brilliant. And that's why I think the weird cut up way it's, it's put together, all of the different bits from other influences, the asides, making it not too serious and yet saying some very serious things is really appropriate. It's, it's again, one of these songs where the way it's made to me speaks really directly to the to the uh to the meaning of what he's trying to say um and the the kind of carnival nature of it um and all of the asides on all three versions are just fucking golden it's hilarious yeah absolutely absolutely hilarious yep so i guess that's it that's my that's my take on a brilliant fucking Hey, CSN, Crosby, Stills, Nash. Cats, sex, and Nazis. <laughs> nice. Maybe that's really all it, it is. I think I, I did. Be. So who's the, who's the, who with who will the Y be then? Cats, sex, Nazis, and, and what? who's young? Who's nearly yeah, young? Yeah, uh, zombies <laughs> with, a, with a Y. Yombies. I don't know. All right. I think I'm right. Okay, maybe not. All right. No, I think you are. And maybe maybe someone will be able to tell us. This was an Andy Air song, frankly, because they recorded mm-hmm. a full version with Mr. Kerr. Um, which is really interesting. All right, uh, let's move on to this next track off of Worldhood of the World. This is The Jungle, uh, and we're going to hear a little bit of this. So buckle up, step into that foliage. Mm-hmm. 
prey of the craft of the ark. But when will I sail across endless seas? And what message will fly in the winds to me? What will I see in the smoke and sparks? Michelle, what do you think of this? Oh, 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 this drum shuffle. This fucking drum shuffle. It kind of reminds me of Paul Simon's 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover. Yes? Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah right? Yeah. Do you hear? Yeah. 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 And yeah. Yes. And it, it sets the, the foundation for a great fucking song under that. You're going to hear something cool. That fucking drum shuffle is the shit. I could listen to and play it all day. Usually these type, quote, these types of no means no songs are ones that I don't usually glom on to, but for some reason I quite embrace this one. It's our storyteller Rob's doing what he does best, along with a juicy bass line that's delicious. The lyrics, here, I'm going to say it before you guys, I'm sorry, but I do love them. The bass is the love that I feel in my heart. Yeah. Oh, Jordan, I'm sorry. Can I say No, it? no, please. I don't do, do it. Oh, I this, love it. You got the it, stage. It, it makes me feel so good. The bass is the love that I feel in my heart. The guitar that you see is my learning tree. The drums are the sound that you heard from the start. They, all the to- they are the tools of the trade, of the craft and the art. Ooh, that whole kiss. thing warms my soul and makes me smile so much. I really like what Tom is doing with his guitar parts, and oh, the guitar man. solo is fantastic. It's that drum shuffle, though. It seriously kills and is so soothing. I imagine John really likes playing it. He he sounds like he does. It's a brilliant song, and at the end of it is the is, is one of my ooh my legs ooh my legs. But the dog barks. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The dog barks and ooh my leg. Yes. Nice. Fantastic. Yep. All right, Matthew. How about you? Um. If I had to be pressed, this is the song that uh, I would slot into the only, the closest thing to easy listening that No Means No ever recorded. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I, I it's it's also one of my favorites. It's uh, it's on this album especially. It's it's fantastic. I love that it's the last song. Um, I think it's maybe one of the truest uh, songs to what Rob is actually thinking uh, that I can think of anyway. Um, <clears throat> the true self uh, undistinguishable from all these other selves. Uh, it's all very, very um, variations 
of himself on this in this jungle on this in this place he says that he's not on an island he didn't travel anywhere it's all within himself and he's cramped he crawled through these brambles before and yet it's unfamiliar uh so he, he comes across this across this scene and it's so optimistic i mean the phrasing of the bass is it's so um and the the drumming itself is like a good solid meal i love the fact that there are eight bars before uh any other instruments right yes Um, i have to give uh some some props to this uh wonderful client of mine um she I do handyman work from time to time, and uh, really, can so, I hire you? We'll uh, talk about it. We'll talk later. We'll talk about it. Yeah, you get live in another ass, country. Get your and ass things down are a little here. More I, don't, I don't care. I'll pay more. But uh, anyway, long story short, I ended up with a bunch of uh, fancy stereo equipment, and I have a really nice speakers in the garage here now. <laughs> so it's really yeah. nice okay. to hear that beautiful, beautiful uh, recording. And I, I, I actually don't know what people are talking about uh, on Worldhood where they're complaining about the production because I actually really That was like me, it. right? I was the one that complained. <laughs> it it's was you. It's not just I have you. Since, I have since apologized because I really take it all back. Yep. I take it all back. He did. Especially um, with this song. Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, fantastic sound. Uh, and these these speakers, this is this is a lot of sound for a, for a garage system, let me tell you. Um yeah. Anyway, the true his I think it's his true self, you know, undistinguishable from all these other selves, called by something dark but irresistible. The sound of the music, and that is his career. Called to the center of this, you know, wherever he is in some. I, I pictured this clearing, and the natives are dancing. Um, there's sort of another side of this song, perhaps, and I would have to ask them. Uh, but uh, there's a band called the darkest of the hillside thickets who I dearly love. Uh, oh yeah, you do. Yeah. Who, who I'm uh, friends with a, a few members of, and they, uh, very, the most no means no song there, you know, professed fans is called uh, the Island. And it, it's kind of a similar scene that they set. And I would love it if people sought them out and listened to that song and told us uh, what, if they, if they agree with me here. Oh, I'm totally um, going to do that. Yeah, totally. Oh, hell, so yeah, this, this protagonist from, I think is actually very much Rob, because I mean, the the base is the love that I feel in my heart is perhaps the truest and most unambiguous thing in Rob. lyric of any no means no lyric. Yeah. Um, it reaches this clearing, and these <laughs> sure. natives are doing something. There's a chained up beast, and he rises up and does and, and plays his part in the jungle. But is he the sacrifice, or is he the sacrificer? Is he murdering that beast, or is he the beast? I thought he was just playing bass. So yeah, I'm just kidding. I don't want to ruin the mo. Those waves of, um, you know, what am, what am I doing here? Whether he's in control or he is, there's some external force controlling him and causing him to create this stuff. Uh, I can imagine that being a very existential thing for someone as talented as himself. Um, where it, it does it come from within? Does it come from without? Is it, or does it matter? You know, um, Okay, what else have I got? Tom's solo, incredible. I love, um, you know, my favorite thing about it, I mean, is that the feedback and distortion goes on ever so slightly too long into sort of a little bit of discomfort. Mm. And it drowns out the the bass and the drums that have been there through that steadiness that's through there the whole time. And I think that's kind of the the place that uh, the guitars and the treble generally play in no means no Mm. as a whole, where it's the the bass and the drums are always so steady and constant and, you know, not predictable necessarily, but at least just a solid foundation. And then the guitar is, 
maybe less predictable than the other stuff. Uh, it comes yeah, in and I it think flavors you just described and colors. the band. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that black thought within sacrificing that wild beast. Um, anyway, uh, towards the end, I love that how it gets quiet and there's a long ring on the bass and John's doing that really slow paradiddle on the cymbals. And then a 35 second break before... <laughs> what's interesting about the tone is you know he's kind of wrestling with it at first but then the sound of he's not really that disconcerted he might even be a little like titillated or pleased by it so it's like i imagine this that that dichotomy of is he this is he the sacrificer is he the sacrificer um this is this is a process. I'm being attacked by this thing. I'm kind of enjoying it. <laughs> it's that that's from a movie I've heard. So I bet the original was very much like that, which is why it was so fucking funny. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see the original. I heard it was yeah, from what a movie. movie but, it from? Yeah. We gotta, we gotta I don't know. Out. Anyway, I was totally blown away. It's such a hypnotic song that it's uh, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. there's its structure is such that. Uh, you don't really notice how long it's going on for. It's over six minutes long, but I don't really feel that time. Exactly, so you're much. turning pages. It's it's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, nice. that's uh, that's what I got to say about the jungle. All right. Well, shit, man. Both a thousand percent of what both of you have said. I I could agree with every sentiment. We're we're all of a piece on this, Michelle. I, just like you, that line that that stanza you picked out about. Oh my god, know, it's just. It's Beautiful. corny, but I loved it. No, it's not. It's, it's not it's, corny because it's so well, authentic. It's so well. Yes, I maybe for know. some it's corny. It's not corny to me. It feels really authentic. Well, I don't I think, think it's is, corny either, but it could be construed as corny. It's, I don't know. It's really, sinc- it's really sincere. Yeah. Yes, in a way, it is. Like as, yep. as Matthew, you pointed out, that we don't often hear in this way. And I again, I I, I want to highlight that I think it's really interesting that we we have these two songs contrasting. I think they're really good. As much as I don't want to choose between these two, me personally, I, I think they're a great contrast because not only are they the two last albums on these albums that were one after the other, right? So they're back-to-back, the last songs. I also think they're both meta songs about songwriting, about music, about the importance of music, just in different ways. This is a song from his heart, right? This mm-hmm. is okay, this, yeah. this song to me is, a, is really Rob, a love letter to how music let him into his own humanity and let him mm-hmm. into his connection with other people. This, the jungle, the natives, like this other humanity that could be so terrifying. Or even other mu- aspects of himself. Well, both, right? Yeah, exactly. Both the inner and the outer, but music gave him away, right? Like I love that line. I found you before I found myself, right? Yeah. Like Whoa. music, music was found that, that was, that was something he could grab onto before he even discovered what was true in himself which is just so fucking gorgeous. And yeah, I think this is this song and what it talks about is one of the reasons that I think no means no is so great. It, 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 their, their music does speak to my heart in that way. And it does use these, you could tell the love and the meaning that these instruments have for all of the people who are, who are playing it. It's just, it's just fucking gorgeous. And that buttery, beautiful baseline is just amazing. <laughs> The way yeah. that the song builds, wow. as you both talked about, with the, the the drums, then it builds in with the bass, then it builds in with the lyrics, then it builds in with the guitar. It's like 
gently layering this cake for you bit by bit doesn't come in all at once and yet every bit plays off the rest mm -hmm. and i really love the music break at the end where it does they do let loose a little of the intensity it doesn't get as intense as some musical breaks and other songs but they do give it to you they give you they they ramp up the energy and and let all yeah. those pieces come together in a way that i really needed in this song and that really makes this song stand out for me even more, that they they do let that part loose. It doesn't stay on that sort of easy listening plane the whole time. It, <laughs> it gives me listening. that edge that I want and then cuts out and just lets loose. And like you said, that last note, just the Rob plucking that note and letting it ring out with the gentle shuffle behind is gentle and beautiful. And the the, the reverence with which he describes how music lets him look at and approach the mysteries of himself and the world is really touching. It's, mm -hmm. it's really, really touching. And yes, this song completely disproves the notion that there was bad production. If, if anything, I would say what it shows to me is that it's not the production on the other songs. It's that they just lean really heavy into the rhythm guitar in a way they didn't on other songs, which yeah, is yeah, fine. Yeah. That's not a mistake. It's just a different type of guitar that they normally don't have. And this song doesn't have that. It's much different. Tom is much more pulled back and I won't say more typically no means no, but at service to the bass and the drums in a way that it's not oh. always that way on other songs on this album. And yet mm -hmm. that, that mm -hmm. feedback and distortion. As oh, it's like, yeah. a, a that is pure. No means so beautiful. Yeah. 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 Love it. So yeah, I think this song is, is gorgeous. It's the one, of, it's a perfect ending to this album. It's a yeah. perfect ending to any album, but this album in particular, a wonderful way to let us out. I think both these songs are actually perfect cappers for their for their particular albums. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful, 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 beautiful song. Yeah. And I guess um, I don't have much more to say about it because both of you were incredibly eloquent, nailed everything I'd want to say. That was, I think, 100%. All right, fucking A. So the lead the contestants in the ring, touch gloves, uh, stare each other deep in the soul, and Michelle kill one of these stick the knife in its heart i don't want to kill one of them i changed my answer i had an answer earlier today but i've just oh, decided i, I like am that. gonna change my answer really i i, I do i did drama my i am voting for the jungle <sighs> hell nice. yeah i am nice rob giving me a good night story i love it yes all right matthew um yeah i mean Cat Sex and Nazis has never been. I mean, it's 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 fun to listen to. There's <laughs> a lot of Jordan's like face. wonderful stuff to to hear and uh, the the quotability and everything like that. But for me, it doesn't hang together as well as a song as the Jungle does. If I go to listen to some music, I'm not going to put on Cat Sex and Nazis. I'll put in a, put on the Jungle. Right. Um, and so I gotta gotta give it to the Jungle because of the love in it. Maybe. Um, Ooh. Well, my son's going to shit a brick. So he was like, if Cat Sets and Noxies doesn't win, I'm pissed as hell because it's one of his favorite songs. So there's that. But I'm I'm going Cat Sets and Noxies. I'm going to give it to Cat Whoa! Sets and Noxies. Whoa! Yeah, I, I, I love, what the I hell way did I think you were going to say that? I love The Jungle, but Cat Sets and Noxies, it does hold together as a song for me. I think it's a absolutely brilliant statement that mm -hmm. says a lot about the band. And I think there's... I like Rob speaking at me that directly, at least in the way that I, that I interpret it. I love the humor and I think all of that works really, really well for me. It does not feel random. It feels hmm. 
hyper intentional in a different way than I normally get from them. And to me, there's so many bits of it that when I think of them, I'm like, I mean, you know, cause I'm so fucking smart that I, all of it, it's like fucking every piece of that song is a piece that's tattooed somewhere in my soul that I'm like, Oh yeah, I love that fucking part. I love that line. I love when they do that. And there's just a lot of it to me that it's just etched. So anyway, that's, a, I don't need to talk about the song again, but I'm glad to at least give it its one vote. Although I'm very happy to see the jungle go through. Jungle is a magnificent song. This was an impossible choice for me, but I'm going to go with cat sets and Noxies. Cats, it's a tricky I can't one. say There's, it tonight. Cat yeah. Sets and Noxies. Yeah. It's tri- tricky. I, I just think like the jungle is a beautiful song. I, I don't think I would ever describe cat sex and Nazis. Oh no, as it's a not meant to be. Song. It's not. No, I know, I know, sure. I know. Yeah. Absolutely not. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a tough one, and I have to say mm-hmm. I have a little bit of a bias because when people find out um, I'm a no means no fan, they're like, oh yeah, no means no. The, the first thing they'll say, oh wrong, and I don't think wrong is necessarily the best example of no means no to know if you're only going to know something, and f- more often than not. Um, Cat Sex to Nazis is one of the songs that people know. It's the first one that people name. And I'm like, again, not <laughs> real, not for me, like a real indicative example of what a No Means No song is. Uh, although uh, it has a lot of sort of uh, what I love about No Means No, it's not, yeah, exemplary to me. Hmm. All right. Well, there we go. The jungle is going through the jungle. We're, we're, we're doing a jungle cruise to the jungle. Mm. Doing some jungle boogie. Uh, uh, jungle boogie, jungle juice. And then we are letting uh, cat sets and Nazis go back to its corner, corners of the internet where it needs to live. And we are going to take a meta pee break because we're going to let you know Matthew needs to go piss. So you won't know anything because <laughs> I'm just going to edit this little break out. But go ahead, Matthew, go tinkle. Hey, let's hear him do it like what like they did. Yeah, in the, bring uh, the mic in. And that and the and the bucket. <laughs> what the wow, fuck song I am, is it? I am pleasantly shocked that the jungle made it through. I didn't think it was gonna. That's great. I'm I just so changed my vote. That. I just changed my vote because I realized I don't usually like that stuff. And I couldn't help but pay attention to what he was saying that, during that. Are you still recording us? I am, but I won't play this. Oh, well, I, I don't care. Maybe, well, well, maybe so. Yeah, maybe. Well, hey, hey, this whatever. Is, we, why not? <laughs> we want to talk about Matthew. No, yeah, I, I've nice never been attracted to these kind of songs, but there was something about it that was just, I don't well, know. It was humble. It was humble. This, and I, this is one of the hug. first times. This is one of the first times you've really pulled out uh, uh, that long of a lyric stanza. That That's huge. Oh, I know. I know. I know. That's something really like touched you in it. that sense, right? That's fucking great. I loved great. that part. I loved hearing. Great, I Michelle. loved hearing about how the the tree was 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 grown. Yeah, the learning. Because the right? guitar really, the guitar really is. Uh, and that's what Rob tree. learned first on, I think, right? right. Like he learned on guitar yep. and then moved to bass. Mm-hmm. So there's that meta part of like the guitar that you see is my learning tree. That's how I learned. But the bass is what I feel in my heart, right? Right. It's just fucking beautiful. It's fucking beautiful. Yeah. And then no, the drums. The drums that you heard from the start being the uh, the mother's heartbeat sort of business. It's just great. Right. Fucking A. No, that, so that, drum, that drum shuffle is the shit. Oh, my God. I was listening. I really, I think I heard it more deeply today for the first time, that initial drum shuffle. Fuck, it's so good. I know. Oh it's like, God, it's, it's so sick jazz. I wonder if there's a name for it because there's very, very famous right. drum shuffles named after shh, the person. Shh, Matthew's that, back. That Matthew's back. Oh, don't, shh. Don't, don't say that about him anymore. Shh. All right. Yeah. So anyway, Nord. Um, all right. Well, listen, everybody, we are Is now going Nord? to, yeah, I said for Nord. So now we're going to, um, here's from one of our listeners. 
And uh, just remember, Matthew, before we do this, we're gonna, we'll probably do this a few more times. Why don't you tell everybody what we're looking for? We really need more people to do Should this. Did you wash please. your hands, Indeed. Matthew, after so, you urinated? Well, I peed in the yard, so no, I didn't. <gasps> he can't get us sick through the, through the internet, luckily. All right. Um, but I listen, let it fly we free. Need, we need more. We need more recordings. We're gonna run short here soon. So please, please send us in. We know we've got a bunch of you listening. We all have stories. Yeah, take the leap. Give it, Matthew. Tell them. Tell them. Tell them. Indeed. So we uh, kind of use uh, three questions as a starting point. So uh, how you came to uh, discover no means no. Uh, what no means no means to you, and whether you have a story. Um, regarding No Means No, whether it's at a show or uh, listening to it with some friends or whatever. It's a personal story regarding the band. Um, if you could record those things in one big old file, it's easier for us if you do uh, three. Um, but uh, if you need to write it out and have us read it, that's cool too. You please, saw how that went. Please send it to uh, <laughs> No Means No Thing uh, podcast at gmail.com. Is that right? Yeah. No means nothing right. podcast at gmail.com. And uh, we will respond and we will give you technical support if you need that. Um, you can upload that shit to Dropbox. You can attach it if you can know uh, the technical uh, ins and outs to make that uh, attach an attachment on your email. Mm. Please send us more, more stuff. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Exactly. We know All you're right. out there. Uh, excuse me. So tonight we're going to hear uh. from a friend of the pod, Jason Beers. And Jason is a member of our No Means Not Nothing to be confused Facebook with group. Jason Beert or Beer yep. Rue or Beer V or Beer W. One of my Beers. favorite, yeah, uh, Facebook group uh, jokes is when the two of them post right under each other unintentionally. It's always good for a larf. Uh, <laughs> Jason, Jason sent us in an origin story and a personal story, and they're both rather short, so I'm actually going to go against convention and sandwich them both together because uh, I yeah. think they're both really good. So, uh, and again, we get to listen to these live this time. So first we're going to hear Jason's origin story and then right into his personal story. So sit back and thank you, Jason. Hey, hey, this is my No Means No origin story. I first heard No Means No on the local community radio station, KKFI in Kansas City. Um, Dad and Sex Mad, although I had no idea who the band was because I did not catch the name. Uh, soon after, they played um, Stock Taking, which just came out. And I did catch the name, so I ran out, got the cassette, um, loved it, absolutely loved it. Um, and through their back catalog, discovered they were the same people responsible for Sex Mad and Dad. Anyway, I have always loved this band from that day, day zero right there. And here we are today, still fantastic, still inspiring. Okay, here is my uh, favorite no means no personal story. Um, they were playing, oh, pretty close, two days in a row in Columbia, Missouri, and then Kansas City, Missouri. So I thought, and I, being a bass player, I was like, well, you know what, I think it would be kind of cool to have Rob Wright somehow autograph my bass, uh, which is a Gibson RD artist bass. Um Nerd. So I was like, how am I going to do this? I don't really want a Sharpie. So 
I remember uh, reading a thing about uh, Mike Watt, someone carving in thunder broom, thunder stick, I think thunder broom in the back of his telly base with a wood-burning tool. So I was like, aha, I have one of these, and went. I couldn't find it for the uh, Columbia, Missouri show, which was excellent. Um, and then the next night, I could not find it also, so I was like, ah, dang it. And I ended up bringing my bass there. I was like, well, I'll have him sign it. And then I had the idea of maybe he could bite it. Um, so he <laughs> what? did indeed bite what? the headstock of the bass, leaving upper and lower uh, incisor indentions in the headstock. Uh, I no longer have the bass. <gasps> that was pretty cool. Um, he was such a great sport about it. Kind of laughed. And that is it. That's fucking kick-ass. Having Rob Wright bite your ba- the, the, the head of your bass to get his signature. Jason, hats oh off, man. That my is, God. I have never heard that before, ever, ever nope. in my life. No, nope. I want that face. There's signature great. and then there's forensic identification. I hope whoever has it now <laughs> yeah. knows what they have. Right? I want like that face. Hope, yeah, that's fucking I'm going to be looking at bass headstocks for the rest of my base. days, looking for teeth marks. That's right? hilarious. I, I never would have looked yeah. before, but now I did. That's fucking great. Jason, <laughs> yeah. thank you. Uh, that's fucking great. So great stories. Yeah. So yeah, man, everybody, please send them in. We'd love, it, 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 just for us, right? It's a gift to us, right, frankly, to hear these stories. Um, so if you can, send them in. It's not hard. Let us know if you need yeah. help figuring out how to do it. All right. Um, people really that, like to hear them, by the way. They um, do, yeah, yeah. exactly. We'll get feedback on uh, enjoying, anyway, yeah. So please, right. please, please do it. Oh All right. <clears throat> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Round two. We have got Can two. You bite my base. Very different songs uh, from the first round and from each other in some ways. We're starting off with a Wayback Machine, We Are the Chopped from Mama, 1982, going up against I Think You Know, 0 plus 2 equals 1, 1991. Holy fucking shit. So first up this time is me. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to dive into this. We're going to start with, we are the chopped. Um, but first I am raising up the blade and putting it on the block so you can bite off a little piece.
Full disclosure, I don't really want to be first for this song, but I'm going to anyway. I'm more interested in what you guys have to say about it. So let me let me see what I have to say. First of all, uh, a great song off Mama. One of the, one of I don't know if it's one of my favorites on there, but fucking classic. Mm. Maybe I'm wrong, but probably one of the most straight up fucking jazz songs, right? Like sure. it's it's not a punk song. It's not new wave. It's not blues. It's, it's just all fucking of those jazz. Things. Kind I of? think it's new wavy. I think it's kind of new maybe, wavy. Maybe maybe a little, uh, but it's also I fucking jazzy. Also, uh, also secret, disco. Also secret wish. I would love <laughs> to see I would love to see someone kicking back on the top of a fucking piano doing a full-on lounge lizard version of this song in oh, some yeah. fucking smoky bar. I'll I spread out like an autolisk on top of the fucking desperately uh, just piano. like sm- smoke filled room, smoking I just fucking someone please do it. Can we make a I'll video? I'll do the piano parts, especially maybe the solo. We got to make the video. Um, great song, great fucking jazz bits in it. I mean, holy shit, only drums, bass, and vocals, right? There's no, and keys, sorry, no guitar on this at all. Mm -hmm. Um, so one of their, one of their, uh, guitarless songs, fucking great. So let's talk about the meaning a little bit. I I will admit this is another one of those songs where I had not dove into the lyrics or meaning of the song prior to this, uh, recording. I just never paid attention it's not that i didn't like the song i do like the song but it was never one that made me go oh let me really think about what it means there are some other songs on mama that were not really like that for me maybe i don't know why i don't know i don't have an excuse but there you go because you chopped it yeah maybe i chopped it so listening to it this song it's it's got a lot of the 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 no means no hits in there um I, i think Part of what that's root that's going on in this song is this feeling of of the emptiness of being at the end of one's life and having done nothing. The emptiness of how the the mechanical aspect of capitalist society sort of leaves you with nothing to show for your life, a bunch of empty moments and a bunch of sort of uh, conformity and vapidity. And there's this constant. For, first of all, the baseline to me is this feeling of a of a piston and a grinding something that's just grinding over and over and then it always ends with that so it's just really just sort of like stamp or chop that's happening at the end of every line mm. it just mm. reminds me almost of like of a fritz lang movie like metropolis right this is like a song a theme song for metropolis and you've just got a line of people holding briefcases and and bowler hats just going along the conveyor belt getting chopped in half at the very end and falling into a vat where they're just chewed up and a bunch of vapid people crying for themselves or around the, yeah. the or vat the, acid at the ground end. Ground beef. The sausages sketch from kids in the hall. <laughs> yeah, right. Or or <laughs> even or or back to Pink Floyd, right? Where all the kids are going along the conveyor belt and falling into the sausage maker, right? That sort that same sort of feeling. And really thinking about trying to think of like, well what are they saying the chopped? That's so but but that uh, to a certain degree that's not that hard to parse out. Chopping is a final action. It's a very mechanical action. And at the end of your life, if you're chopped, it's just like a mechanical way of severing life from death. There's nothing, there's nothing sentimental about it. There's nothing esoteric. There's nothing luminous about it. It's just, you're fucking chopped and that's it. You're done. And I think that's borne out by the very end of the song, which is, you know, this subtle, I'll talk about the music in a minute, but the, the words are just like slower and slower, quieter and quieter, the chop, the chopped. And the very last word you can hardly hear is, you're dead. And that's it. That's the last words of the song is that's it. You're dead. You're done. I will say not Rob had not quite honed his lyrical skills to the degree he had later when he makes rhymes like this is not good or bad. No reason to be sad. Kind of not quite up to par with where he <laughs> you might gonna be take later. Off? What's but, it? You know, it's, 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 
Um, but other things like um, the, the, the whole line of as you wander through your days, you leave the moments lying cold and underpaid. Your saving plans are sound. They'll do somebody good when you're underground. That's a good bit. And that's very much this yeah. idea of like we're all living for the wrong things. Mm -hmm. the, the society makes us live for the wrong things. We live for the fucking finances and the bottom line and to fit into the cogs of the machine. And there's nothing luminous. There's nothing there. You don't leave a oh. trace on anybody when you do that. Ultimately, none of that shit matters to the dead. And none of that shit matters to the dead. And then the people that are <clears throat> that are crying for you, they're crying for themselves. That's why I love yeah. that too. Like no one's yeah. actually mourning you. They're crying for themselves. They're not crying for you. So, and a lot of that is resonant in, in much of No Means No. That's, that's not unique to this song, but maybe the first time this, these sort of themes appear in their music, frankly. So this is the Ur example of some of those themes that appear, I would say, right. more artfully later on in their music. This is a, mm -hmm. a, not immature, but an early, a draft of, of those feelings and thoughts. Uh, musically, I love the music. I think the bass line's great. Like I said, I think it's, it, it fits right in with this thing that they found very early, which is making the the music fit the theme. It was never secondary. It wasn't just let's play blues and then sing some music. It's like, no, let's find a baseline that fits to the fucking idea of a mechanical mm. nature. It's fucking great on that front. I love Cox. all of the, the, the fucking cogs and cocks. I love all of the, um, the uh, jazz breaks. They're fucking great. Oh, and amazing. I think the most straight up jazz breaks period ever, except for maybe bitches brew much later, but that's just fucking straight up uh, jazz breaks. Give me a fucking break. No, I'm not talking way more stop taking. Come on, no, 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 no. I'm no, not saying hey, that there's not hey, other no. jazz, but those yeah. have more like punk, rock, influence. This is just like, don't be doing this is it. just, this is just, uh, uh, this is just chill jazz. Maybe I should say that it's easy jazz. This easy listening easy jazz. jazz yeah, <laughs> of oh any of their songs. Matthew, when you said that the jungle is oh, their most Jesus. easy listening song early, I was like, no, no, this is, <laughs> this is what? fucking, this no. is I'm not in a bad way. I'm not trying to dog oh, it. I'm just saying God. those, those jazz riffs are very like, you know, anyway, I love them. Don't get me wrong. Um, but the bass drum and keys is fucking great. And the one. The bass drum and keys. Did I say yeah, the bass? Bus, the bass, yes, bus, the bass, the bass, the bass drum and keys. I said bass, bass again. Yep. Holy fuck! Fishy. Yep. Oh my I'm taking. I'm taking a moment to look inward and reflect at how much of a fucking idiot I am. Okay, so the bass drum and keys. The bass drum and keys at the what I one of the things I love about the song is the very end how Fucking it winds no. how it's winding down <laughs> how it's winding down and then you get this machine that's slowly winding down and mm. the lyrics are winding down and then you get this bass tone off that's like funeral bells just slowly chiming slowly chiming the church at the end until you're dead and then it's done so great song great early song all right uh all right, it's the meat's turn, Matthew. All right, um, I think yeah, the song is definitely composed on piano, so it's uh, maybe the structure of it is is John, which is interesting because John, um, for a song about death, John was probably nineteen or twenty years old when this was written, um, which is kind of interesting. Um, yeah, the chopped, uh, yeah, it, it is a final act, a cleaver. Um, <clears throat> He's probably uh, gotten in trouble a lot when he was a kid. He probably got his fanning hit <laughs> you're good you're gonna get chopped young man i think about the um the, the the river to be riven is to to be split um just it's don't fucking start talking about the river yet no no no, no. i'm just saying whoa, whoa. no 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 this song about how um it's not how good it is to be dead it's just that it is a thing that happens 
Um, yeah. I, uh, I I can't help but think um, as they talk about uh, you know the the levers, the the guillotine, and the transformers refer to mm. the electric chair that somebody's being executed, um, oh. and then that kind of doesn't get picked up in the rest of the song. It's really just about death. Um, I do think about um, one of my favorite. Uh, it's actually young adult novel, but it's not really um, the His Dark Materials uh, series, where uh, it plus. There is a blade that comes down and severs the body from the soul. Ooh, um, good call. Okay. Nice. And uh, it kind of makes me think about that a little bit. That they, you know, without the soul, the the, the body just dies. Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, so many great lines in this song. Um, it's it's either now or not. It's so great. It's it's so simple, yeah. but such a great like thought. You know th- that there's there's a continuum of living and then there's not it doesn't matter um gr- grief yeah. is about the, is about the living it's nothing to do with the dead the dead, dead don't care um i love that the, there's a one piano note in that uh, early <laughs> yeah, i love it's, that too it's it's almost like a um um ekg machine like a like a heartbeat kind of thing Ooh. going through you know this sort of um some of the really, really great lines, you make patterns of your eyes and blacken in the details you don't recognize. I mean, so that's good. sort of about, you know, the um, abrogation, not abrogation, that's not the word. Um, anyway, uh, the, the, the censoring of the uncomfortable things about dying, you know, you don't understand what's going on. So you blacken in. It's just like those those blocks in a censored document. Uh in terms of like what the living understand about dying, uh, it, it's really just a uh, abnegation. It's not a you know real wrestling with. It's just a blocking out, uh, which I found a really interesting thing. Um, the ineffability of death. Maybe there's nothing to understand about death. Um, anyway, musically, the breakdown's incredible. Um, the, the the jazziness of it. I love the. Uh, I love the fact that it's piano rather than guitar. Oh, yeah, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, you simply stop, you stop, stop, stop. The bass and piano melody. Um, the chord breakdown on the piano is so ominous, but then in the, I guess it's a bridge, it's almost like a 70s cop show theme. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then towards the end where the piano notes, single notes, uh, you know, they, they start out pianissimo and get fortissimo. Yes, I love that. Like it gets mixed <laughs> loud <laughs> until it's <laughs> fucking irritating. <laughs> uh, and then towards the end, of course, uh, the piano gets quieter and slower. And then the last thing is so quiet, you're dead. You're dead. It's a beautiful song. It's a beautiful, yeah. uh, and it actually kind of, um, I've talked before. My, my dad died not too long ago. It's kind of helps me with my grief a little bit. Mm. Oh, hey now. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Amazing. Jeez. All right, Michelle, take us to jazz school. Take us to Jack, right? Like I could. <laughs> All right. Strip down. No means no really is so cool. This particular piece really starts to show off their, their fortes in a serious way. The drum work and especially the hi hat stuff is a yep. joy to listen to. Yep. I, I I I know you love that too, uh, Matthew. I know the hi hat is my favorite part of the. Hey, drum, hey, I like it too. Oh, well, kidding. at least you can <laughs> you kidding. say it correctly, like no, bass. I can't. I 
can't. Okay. God are you it. are you five feet from my hat right now? I am. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I wish I was. Mic drop. I have a high cat. I just gave him some catnip. So does that count? I almost All right, sold anyway. some drum. I almost sold some drums to Michelle, but then I sold them locally. Yeah. Then he then he pulled it back and went went uh, local. <laughs> the piano parts in there, like you mentioned, Matthew, are really fun. I especially like the repeated notes in that one section that make up a solo of sorts that starts out soft and gets louder. And they they really do also add an air of sadness to it. I think mm-hmm. the piano kind of makes it a little bit sad because maybe because it's so far back, kind Just of, stop. you know? Yeah. You stop. Yeah. Yeah. There's plenty of jazz in this. And a, huh? You stop. No, I'm oh, just... yeah, yeah, stop. No, yeah, because yeah. I, I, I see what you're doing. There's plenty of jazz in this, and it's a great platform for Rob's slightly anxious-sounding bass line. Mm. I love how they use volume in this piece, as well as an echoing effect on some of the voice parts. Truly an early gem and a great platform of their style that's starting to really bloom. Nice. Yeah, man, that's fucking odd. That's all on point. I think everything everyone said on there was on point. That's fucking great. Yep. What a great song, man. Fucking Mama. Mm-hmm. I hope everybody who listens to this podcast appreciates that album. What Mama. a great fucking That's such a great name for that record, too. And this was, I it. think this was one of the authentic Mama songs, meaning it's on the original Mama release. Not yeah, it's the f- first, first song, second side, I think. Yeah, yeah. Do you have one of those, Matthew? Do you have like a real No, one? I don't, but I used to play one when I had a radio show. You Ooh. had one at the radio station? Yep. Let's break in. All right. Want to go so, back over there and see if they got it? <laughs> so, I think you. I think you all know what's next. Um, oh. We're going to dive into. I think you know. Zero plus two equals one. Nineteen ninety one. But first, let's know a little bit of this song directly. everybody so this song sex and death baby sex and death yep. here we go we got a I, sex and death master i wish i could show you it's just sex and i wrote sex and violence right at the top <laughs> it's my it's my yep. first it's my first bullet point it's all in caps with like 100 exclamation points sex and death um funny uh side note and this is probably totally wrong but I, my friend russell and i who i've talked about in the podcast before um may you rest in peace uh, we're convinced that the baseline, and I know this is 100% wrong, but the base, I, we are convinced that the baseline for this was the reverse of the baseline for the night nothing became everything, which comes right before it. So that as that song descends, 
and goes quiet, oh. the other song comes out of it and it's the opposite baseline playing, uh, playing contra to that. There, there's something to that for sure. I think this is one of those what songs that's hard. Fuck? This is one of those what? songs that's hard for me to pull apart because right. it's so tied to the day, the night, nothing became everything. The way that that one goes into the hole and this one comes out of the hole, it's hard for me to pull half of it. It's like talking about half of my <laughs> brain. Pull. <laughs> oh my God. All Sticky right. brown. All right. Sorry. So, okay. I mean, fucking A, I love this song. This is probably one of my favorite of their hardcore, straight on punk pieces. This song feels be. like, I don't think these songs exist, but this song feels like it's in 2 2 to me, not 4 4, that it's just, it's just, oh, it just kicks me in my teeth, in my balls, in my chest, <laughs> in my butt. It's kicking me in all the places, and I... What about your pancreas? Just, oh, absolutely. And just like the Oh My Leg guy, I'm loving it. It's not, it's uncomfortable, and I love it all at the same time. So, starts off with this great image of the circling hawk who dives down and rips a piece of flesh <laughs> out, of the, out of the rabbit. So, it's this majestic thing that's... Like a Judas Priest album cover. Exactly. But it's also like it's it's nature and it's the beauty of the hawk and the beauty of the rabbit and the beauty of the fact that one of them violently rips the other one apart. I find beauty in all of those parts. It's not I'm not horrified by the hawk eating the rabbit, but they describe it so viscerally. It's it's the inevitability and beauty of and majesticness of death in the world. You die. That's it. You die. Every time you die. They can't they can't say it anymore. clearly. Die. That's it. You simply die. That's it. And yet, we get to the the other part of this song, Le Petit Mort, right? Which is this French yeah. idea of the orgasm being a mini death, which is always what this has made me think of. They have this idea Fucking of French. Like, Fuck know, off. Of Le Petit Mort, how the orgasm is a mini Are you experience French, listener? of death. Fuck off. And so, and so, oh you know, it, this has always made me think of that, like equating that that moment of orgasm and that 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 procreative urge as the inverse of death, but they meet. And this is a song where they meet. It, it talks about both urges, both parts of life, procreation and death, and yet they meet in the middle of the song. It, the song t- goes from death and death and death, and then it meets in the middle and kind of combines both and then goes out to sex and sex and sex at the end. So it's this beautiful funnel where you're coming down with blood and guts and you're ending with spunk and sweat. It's just fucking, Holy it's this beautiful shit. And it's just gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. I want to eat it up. Num, num, num. I love it. This song is... You got a boner when you're listening to this? Probably. I won't. Uh, no comment. And so... Is it wow. purple? This is, this, is a oh grit, boy. this is a gritty performance by Rob and Andy going mm. back and forth on this. I mm. absolutely oh love the way they, they play with that sort of like old Warner Brothers cartoon, cartoon. Well, you know that I know that you know that you know that I know that you know that I know that you know, which is a very Bugs Bunny sort of thing. Who's on this? That, the way they have those lines sort of just perfectly, <laughs> they are perfectly placed. They are perfectly placed one after the other to fuck with you, the syntax in a brilliant fucking way. You've got the shortest verses possible, and yet there's so much packed into them. Why is there no live version of this anywhere on YouTube? If anybody can Whoa. find one, please post it. Oh, Did I bet they ever they play fuck, this live I bet ever? that fucking guy's got one, that guy. No, it's not. I looked everywhere. If it is, please someone point it out. Please, I would love to see the of live versions or hear a live version of it. Um, I don't know, man. This the song is like a galloping horse, or like a or or like Mm. more like more like a herd of buffalo that is being led to the edge of a cliff, like being driven, just fucking. It's just, I, 
I think this is one of those songs, like, you know, I talk about this a lot, where they marry the intent and the meaning so perfectly with the music yep. that you yep. can't pick out any piece of it. None of it doesn't fit. It's all exactly where it needs to be, including Andy's brilliant little, like, everything's going fucking crazy, and then, I think you know, like a couple <laughs> of times, guess. like, fucking just pulling the men- momentum fully out from under view, pulling the rug out from under view, and just giving you that little, like, cocktail tip, like, I think you know. A little wink, a little I wink. I just, I love this song and it's probably my favorite of their pure well i don't know if it's a pure punk song but to me it's one of the ones i elevate as like one of their hardcore punk masterpieces this is one of their top of that genre for me i just love it it's hard again hard for me to pull out from night nothing became everything that's probably going to do weaker on its own than this because i consider them a pair and we'll have to see when we get to that song but fucking a i love this song so there's George's Jeez. take. Um, Matthew, you're up. Yeah. Again, yeah, I think I wrote sex and violence. I wrote sex and murder um, <laughs> and sex and death elsewhere on my notes here. Um, this is one of those ride the sandworm kind of. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember which song it was that I referred to where it was like they're tapping into another dimension and barely oh, restraining. What was that? Yeah, I remember yeah. It, that. It's, it's like that, especially because it comes out of the distance, you know, it starts, it's already going, it's off in the distance, it's fading in. It's like somewhere between a sandworm and a locomotive. And it's right. like this sort of biomechanical yeah. Giger-esque like thing that's just charging through <laughs> Hell yeah. the middle fucking distance. Um, I love the dialogue between um, a- Andy and Rob. Um, the open hi-hat and the snare, like pistons. Oh, fuck. So, ah. Yeah, yeah. The, the lyrics of is the suddenness of, um, you know, uh, of death and uh, the, the finality of death. And um, there's so much in the very, very simple monosyllabic, mostly lyrics. Um, not half, not whole hearted. Hearted. Oh, um, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so good. It's so I, good. I know. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. I, I know. Fuck. Not half, not wholehearted. It, it, I'm, I'm not yep. sure. I have to sort of ruminate on that a little bit longer. Um, in the middle is a very silly breakdown. <laughs> it reminds me of like. Oh, I, I car- forgot to mention that. I love that part. So from good. a cartoon. It's like a broken spring. Um, oh. It's like they, they, the, the, the biomechanical sandworm locomotive like busts a fucking. Piston. Yeah. They fix it and then they're right back into it. And like, yes. I did a lot of thinking about um, the no, like N O and K N O W. N O W. Yep. Yep. No. Um, that there's 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 no knowledge and that sort of thing. And also, um, I'm going to get really linguistically nerdy as I have never done before on this podcast, but uh, <laughs> never. Yeah. Never. So, you know, Say you got so. here. Here, where, where, here, the, those uh, those pairs alternate. So, like one is uncertain. Here, where is, uh, and then uh. where here. You know, it's there's something like confirming um, where it is, and then there's there where, and, and so there is where you're not. Here is where you are. Where is you don't know. Um, and huh. I, I got to thinking about uh, these words, and there's an extra one in, in Japanese. You got 
koko, which means like the space near you, soko, which is the space around the person you're talking to. So it's huh. not where it's not where you are. Asoko is where you are. Neither of you are. Mm. And then there's doko, which means like Jesus Christ. Which which it means like it means it's where like so neither of you know. <laughs> so it's interesting wow. how languages break these things up. Um, that uh, you know it's is internal, it's external, it's neither. And I think that's very no means no kind of thinking. That uh, you know, Jeez. the unknown. Anyway, and, and how I, interesting that that like the moment of death and the moment of orgasm are commonly talked about as moments where you often lose your sense of 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 being in any place, sure. right? Like those are those are these moments where you aren't situated in any place, or 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 at least in, in some modes of thought right like you're you're, yeah. you're absent in a way anyway sorry go ahead uh, yeah obviously with this. This pull out and spurt and all this sort of stuff obviously that's oh, you know, okay. a, a sexy thing there again there again there again there again you know um how the you from the next verse is included into the last syllable mm. of, the, of the verse it's very difficult to distinguish between uh the end of one verse and the beginning of the next and i love that about this song yeah. hey uh, good point and it's, it's often continuum yeah it's often the you that uh is, is is that anyway um and then the end so i think you know and it stops in the middle it's got andy's sort of natural it's, it's a very natural voice of andy Actually, it's yeah. not him being particularly snotty. And then the second time, I think you know, it's hard to tell whether he's less sure or more sure mm. Mm. that the person knows, if that makes any sense. It's like, I think you know. It's like, you, I think you know, I think you know more than you, you even know. know yourself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Something like that. Anyway, that little bit of prosody where he just like a little bit of uh space is is so brilliant and it's such a confusing <laughs> and they do so much song. with so little yeah yeah they, that's what i fucking love they're so they do so oh my much god that's so the best here yep. yeah and i i did uh mm -hmm. some thinking mm -hmm. about how it comes out of the night ever nothing became everything and how it is it, it, like you said very very difficult to, to uh to separate out of even like the whole second side or everything between yeah uh, every every day i start to ooze and and ghosts at least all those songs sort of meld oh, together as a whole ghost. and uh this one followed by ghosts and a lot oh of people really think that ghost is a stinky song and they don't like it so it's fuck one them of my i favorite. guess yeah no exactly <laughs> yes. come on you know, fuck them yeah sorry if you're one of them i don't really mean it but i kind of do yeah yeah kind of um this song, when it isn't followed by Ghost, is a little hard to deal with for me. Mm, <laughs> so, mm. Yeah, Ghost anyway, is a good chaser. It's a good chaser. Agreed. Yeah, this is that's all I have mm. to say about the song. It's a very uh, interesting, intense, and uh, song, and I, I absolutely love it. And it uh, is, I, I am buffeted by it rather than really experiencing it. It's it's yeah. really a, yeah. It it does not. You do not get to settle into a chair and listen to this. This one picks you up by your lapels and shakes you from beginning to fucking end, and just yeah. looks you yeah. right in the right in the eyes the whole time. There's yeah. nothing shy about this oh, song. Oh God, nope. so good, All so right. good. That's it. All right. Well, whoa. I'm really interested to see where this is going to go. Michelle, you get to cast the first lot on this draw. So oh, wait. No, I don't. No, I no, haven't no. even spoken my spoken thoughts. Yet. Oh my shit. Oh my shit. Holy yeah, fuck. your shit. 
I was, yeah. I was going back to I was going back to season one here. Yeah, uh, no, no, I, I'm I'm Lucky Pierre. I'm the monkey in the middle, man. That's right, you're monkey in the middle. Then good, I can't wait to hear what you have to fucking say about this on the show. Ah, you already said it. You know it. No, no, no. All right, here's my here's my paper. These aren't boobs. They're googly eyes, right here. <laughs> googly eyes. Not boobs. More Boob- googly eyes. Googly eyes. Googly eyes. Boob- boobly. <laughs> yes, fucking googly eyes. Here they are, coming up the street in some fucked up ice cream truck. <laughs> the singing in this is probably the most stupendous mix of yep. panic, anger, oh, and shock. Yeah. Yes, it is. And I usually hone in on the high overtones that occur because of it. Can you hear them? I think that's Rob, because his, his laugh, it does that too. Try to come up with words of how, trying to come up with words of how fucking sick this song is not an easy task. This is a clear example of how this band is the holy trinity. The father, Robs, the son, John, and the holy fucking shit, Andy. Nice. (laughs) This this riff is so aggressive and fucking unreal. Have you ever heard any other band try and pull this off? The lyrics, I know, you know, you know, I know. And the cute little, I think you know. Jesus. I love the, the guitar squeal. Right? Close enough? How could you not shit your pants if you saw this unbelievable assault of amaze, amazeballs? Cool. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. wait, I need, to be a little, I, I need to be a little meta That's here. That's what I said. And, and I, I, wanna, said I, wanna, I wanna hold myself to account and say, I've done that to you a couple times, Michelle, and I'm going to vow to never do it again. Fuck no, that. Just, and, I, no. and I hope other people are out there going like, fuck you, you son of a bitch. Oh, no, no, I get, no. I get so, no, listen, you got to let me do penance. I get so wrapped up on my own fucking bullshit that I start steamrolling it. That's bullshit. So never again, no, never again until okay. the next time. Until the next time. No, I really until the next time, great. and that's fine. I never taken it personally. What I, I do take personally is that bass shit. I will. Okay. That's yeah. It's, <laughs> so it's unfortunately because I fucked because I fucked that up fucking once. It's coming back again no means and again. No it's never intentional. It's never intentional. It's like because I penny. did it once. Now it's like a bad penny. It's stuck in my head. I'm never yep. getting rid of it. Bass. So. Uh, yeah, you can all fucking suck it. All right. Um, now Michelle, no, you don't get yeah. to do the first. Matthew does. I do. God damn it. No, I don't you know do. where we are anymore. This song. Fuck are you, you up. all right? Yeah, I'm not. It's, I think, you know, Some by a hundred million. It's like, it's, it's like, I am kind of drunk, frankly. I'm going to be honest. That was a lot of a Marniac. Um, it's, I think, you know, by a million miles, I'm off the cliff with the Buffalo riding them all the way down. Fuck that. I'm, I'm on board. I think, you know, hundred percent. Uh, Matthew, where are you at? Uh-oh. Oh, come on. What the shit? No, no, no. Give him the right. 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 Both of these songs are very much about the finality of death. And um, I, I think as much as I love I Think You Know, it's really tricky to separate it out from the oh. songs that it's like in a, in a continuum with. And I uh, actually this is one of those ones where I would have like uh, anything off of zero plus two plus one would have been my vote kind of like the knee jerk, but I got to give it to we are the chopped. Because, Excellent. Yeah. Holy it gets it, it gets its due. It's a great fucking song. That's great. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Like the, the, the musicality and the, the, yeah, no, just, no. The, the fact that John, John wrote it and uh, yeah. Chopping my um, hat to it. Yeah. Yep. All right, so Michelle. Like easy listening. Okay, hold on, everybody. We've got before you give your vote. We have a split decision. This is, we didn't yeah. have one last time. I love these. You get to break the tie, Michelle. Oh. Are you cool like me, or are you a nerd like Matthew? That's what the, everyone wants to. No, know. I love nerds. Nerds are the best. They are. I'm really a nerd. 
But I am cool. I think you know I'm cool. I Fuck think yeah. you know. You know. Hell I know. Yeah. I might be cool. Excellent. They're doing the vowels. All props to We Are the Chopped. That song fucking rules. Yes. It is mm-hmm. a really, 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 really good song and should not be um, cast to the bottom of the ocean, which it is. See you later. I can see it <gasps> sinking. Here oh, comes geez. I Think You Know because I think you fucking know what was going to win. Uh, everybody. Oh my God. That's all right. Amazing. Listen, I think, you know, it was really hard. That was a hard decision. It was, was not really hard expecting. Yeah. I think, you know, it was the jungle. Yeah. I unfortunately cat sets and Nazis cats. I really can't say it. The <laughs> bass, <laughs> the bass in cats, sex and Nazis mm-hmm. uh, is, you know, I, I'm not going to go with the rest of my jokes. It's dead. Not so instead, Satsis. instead, <laughs> We're going to, uh, I really am too drunk, guys. Slatskis. This is the first time I've actually gotten a little bit too drunk. So I'm going to pass the mic to Michelle. Too drunk. Too fuck. Oh, God, that song. Uh, So Michelle gets to read about Andy's Corrections Mm -hmm. Corner. Yes, and I will now try not to turn off my computer in doing so. I'll do it because I'm so used to it now. Oh, yeah, that's what I usually sing. Yeah, but you didn't. All right, here we go. Dead Souls, an early zombie song, one of the original Hanson Brothers song. The funny thing is that it doesn't sound like a Ramon song at all. Far more a hardcore vibe. Dead Souls and Teresa give me that knife were like cousins. I can't imagine we would have thought about including both on one release. And so one went on the day everything while the other ended up on small parts just as the day everything ep live we played dead souls straight after the day everything for quite a long time what's this thing at the end Irk. if i remember I, correctly I, oh jeez i am not cool if i remember correctly life in hell <laughs> did i not write about this one already and as an aside too bad because it's, it's that good yeah. Alas, not an ode to Matt Groening's fine comic series. The music was written. <laughs> the music was written by me in the living room of the Rat's Nest in Victoria. Where ah! I for what? Oh, just yeah. it, it, Rat's Nest. Yeah, Victor- Victoria, Victoria. Victoria. Shout out. Yeah. Oh. Music was written by me in the living room of the Rat's Nest in Victoria while I waited for Rob and John to go through their two-piece stuff in the basement. God. After I'd gone down to join them a little ways into a three-piece practice, I announced, quote, I announced that I had a music for a new song. I didn't tell them I just made it up 15 <laughs> minutes earlier. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, God. Oh, God. The song. The main riff has a distinct stop-start feel, much like the break to stock taking, as if you cut off the tail end of a long musical phrase and then loop it. Rob added the lyrics a short time afterwards. I'll leave the interpretation of the words to others. I will just say that I felt like it had a little too much of milady tone for my liking. <laughs> I don't think I understand that. Lovely I'll have to listen to it. Yeah, I think I think he means like it's a little too overtly. Anyway, we won't. I won't. I don't have to. Those are his words. That's his that's words, words, and that that's that's what they are. They're perfect. Okay, the last one here, Valley of the Blind. This song has really has a really nice shuffle going on, courtesy of John's drums and my complimentary guitar part. Robbie's bass. I love how they always always call Rob Robbie. Robbie's, Robbie's bass. 
Robbie's bass anchors the main riff with a steady run of double eighth notes, like I Think You Know and Now. Rob and I trade off vocal duties on the verses on this one. We were interested in doing something different with the vocal and musical arrangements on this album, so it didn't end up sounding just like wrong too. Trading <laughs> vocals was relatively, relatively easy to accomplish and lots of fun as well. Lyrically, Rob's in his comfort zone, playing around with the whole nothing thing once again, a theme that is all over zero plus two. Nice. I, I want to, first of all, thank you as always, Andy. These are, it's fucking amazing <laughs> to hear this. Also yes, uh, amazing to hear how much Matthew and I are totally full of shit by reading so much into Dead Souls about Gogol and all that <laughs> shit. It's a zombie song. They're really just Dead Souls who are coming for me, right? Like, so it's good to be brought down to earth a little bit. Um, boy, that's fucking great. That and then shit. he wrote Life in Hell in 15 minutes? Yeah, I mean, come on. Jesus come on. Christ, man. Jesus Christ. Uh, we're all lucky to get to hear this kind of shit. So, you know, uh, we've sent through two more uh, great songs. We've sent down to hell two other great songs because all the songs are great. Let's let's uh, let's be clear about this. That's true. Um, you guys got any last words before we uh, kill this one? Nope. All right, everybody. Well, I just want to admit uh, some personal uh, information that I I am married to a cigarette butt lying in the gutter. <laughs> <laughs>